Welcome to the Burning Hearts Podcast. My name is Nate Schneck, and I'm one of the pastors here at Burning Hearts Church. And we are excited. We're launching a new podcast, which you're listening to right now. And on this podcast, we're going to be interviewing different people throughout uh, our church, throughout our community, and throughout, hopefully, the nation someday. Um, And our goal through this podcast is really to equip you guys, to encourage you, and to maybe entertain you a little bit. And so we're, we're launching this podcast. We'll, we're also going to bring back um, the weekly sermon podcast as well. And hopefully through those things, you get better connected to our church and get to know uh, the people in it a little more. So today on our inaugural podcast, I thought it would be appropriate to have Pastor Jana Sachuk, the lead pastor at Burning Hearts Church, um, on, on the podcast today. And before we jump into the interview, I want to make sure it's okay that I call you Jaina. Of course, Nate. Can I call you Nate? <laughs> yes, you can. We both knew each other long before either of us were pastors. So, all right. I really want to give people a little bit of the history of Burning Hearts Church. And your history, your personal history is really intertwined with, with the church's history. So we're going to do some questions today. Um, and the first one is, will you just share your testimony maybe about... Um, how you grew up, uh, any experiences you had with the Lord when you were younger, and then take us all the way today, kind of hitting some of the big highlights for you. Well, because of my age, I'm going to give you the cliff notes, okay. otherwise you'd be here all day. <laughs> um, but that's great. I, I This is exciting that we're starting a podcast. Um, but my testimony is one I wish every parent person could say. I gave my life to the Lord when I was three, and I grew up in an amazing Christian home with parents who loved God and taught us to love God. I mean, my earliest memories are their Bibles open in the morning over coffee and toast and, you know, things like that where you saw them living their life for Christ and my dad at work leading people to the Lord. It was just a normal thing in our household. And so, but significantly, I, I think some of the significant memories that I might have are... Um, I did give my life to the Lord when I was three years old, <clears throat> and I grew up in a Lutheran church, and just, we loved Jesus. And when my brother was younger, he had warts all over his hands, and he would always have to get acid on him or get him burnt off and so much pain, and they would always come back. And one night, I remember my mom just saying, enough, everyone get in here, we're going to pray that God heals them. And he woke up the next day, and they were all gone, and the the sores and everything was gone overnight. He, his fingers were healed and they never came back. And that was a huge significant moment for me as a child that Jesus heals and he heals today. And I was pretty undone by that. That's really cool. Was that, would you say a normal, um, belief in the church that you grew up in or just in your family? It was not a normal belief, probably even in the day mm-hmm. or in our church. It wasn't, I never saw anyone at church pray for the sick, but sure. my mom knew that Jesus could do it and she just had been fed up with his pain. And it was exciting to me to think about what a big God that was. I remember it just being a pivotal point for me that he cares that much about us, that he's really that big and that he could do things like that. And so I know it's a big part of what we're stepping into today was that was the 
glimmer of it. So as a young person, I was discipled really well. I always had Bible studies I was involved in, and my parents always taught us and brought us to events that would cause us to grow in the things of God. And um, it was super important to me to see how discipleship formed me and changed my heart to Mm -hmm. always be after the things of God, where the peer pressure was to go after Jesus versus to be strayed from it. So I had this group of friends that we all went into missions and Mm -hmm. we all loved the Lord and it was our peer pressure to stay in that. And what a dream. I pray that over all of our kids at church, that Mm -hmm. they have that kind of group in their life. And I know it's a big part of why I wanted discipleship school started right away is because I knew that how discipled I was. So I see that as a big piece of why Burning Hearts is formed the way it is today of pieces of my life that changed me. Awesome. Just a quick plug there. You mentioned discipleship school. If you're out there listening and you didn't know, uh, Burning Hearts Church has discipleship school starting this fall. So come talk to me or any of the pastoral staff if you're interested. Yes, and it'll change your life. We always say you'll grow at least seven years of your spiritual walk. And I've we've done surveys after it, and people say it's a minimum of seven years, maybe wow. even more. So that's awesome. I think when you set aside that kind of time, that's what happens. And that's another piece of my story is after I started college and I just felt God leading me to missions and I went into youth with a mission and I went to the Maui base in Hawaii. It was really tough being there <laughs> <laughs> right. right by the beach. It yes. was awful. Anyway, <laughs> we did work in Fiji and uh, lived in a grass hut and things like that in Fiji or a hut out on the right by the ocean. And uh, that was very a piece that changed me as well, was having a heart for missions. And I think another part of why discipleship school, you do a mission trip. And so if you're interested in being in discipleship school, there's also a mission trip tagged onto it. And it's an exciting time. That's cool. If I'm remembering correctly from some of your past messages, I think when you were in Fiji, you, you described one of your major encounters with God, like hearing his voice. Uh, you do you want to share a little bit about that story? Yeah, it was actually in Hawaii. It was and, in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, I was out by the ocean, sitting at night and moonlit, you know, kind of thing with some friends, just worshiping God and singing to Him and really crying out in worship to the Lord. And it was that old song, maybe a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Yeah, I love you, Lord. That song. And I, for the first time in my life, heard the audible voice of God, and he said, it is. Mm-hmm. And I knew he said a few other things um, very personal to me, and I thought, he is so personal. I mean, it just changed my life. It yeah. was really a point in my life where um, I knew how real he was to me, and I don't know that I've ever heard his audible voice again. Wow. <laughs> so That's really cool. So encouraging. So maybe fast forward a little bit. <laughs> how did you and... Dr. Ted end up meeting, and then we'll kind of talk forward from there after that. My husband at church, they fondly call him Dr. Pastor Ted. Yes. (laughs) He is a physician. Um, We met through his sister at our old church, and she kept saying, I want you to meet my brother. And I was like, I don't want to be set up. In my head, I was thinking that sounds ridiculous, and I wasn't excited about it. But we met, and he has done a number of missions, and we just started talking about our heart for missions and our heart for the Lord. And I just knew this guy was amazing and special, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty fast falling in love. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And that, uh, fast forward to how I met, uh, Jaina and Ted, 
they were mentors for the the college ministry at the time and i i think i think it was either fall of 2002 or 2003 when when i met them on a fall retreat and had a pretty amazing encounter with the holy spirit and so it's really cool just to think back to then yeah we have had some good history together nate and yeah. his wife leah yeah so okay bring us forward um to where we are now and uh, maybe how <clears throat> you know running after revival and and how uh toronto and some of those other uh, experiences brought you to the place you are now there were so god is so good on our journey to lead us into a depth with him as we just walk with him it's never boring and he's so good like that and in the early 90s in fargo here there was a revivalist rodney howard brown and i really got touched in those meetings i thought the guy was crazy at first <laughs> and uh, i really got touched and it was never the same. I got really set free of a lot of things and became, you know, who the sun sets free is free indeed and mm-hmm. sensed that and grew in my strength and knowledge of God and hunger for just his presence and the word increased in incredible ways. And this access of knowing um, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And it brought us to Brownsville and Toronto revivals. Um, where we had touches of God and saw him move in mighty ways. My husband grew up in a revivalist home. His aunts were, um, his one aunt worked with Amy Simple McPherson and church planted with her and preached when she was away and ran their school, their mm-hmm. revival school. And he had other relatives in his past that were real revivalists. And so in my heart, it was exciting to me to think of this is what maybe they tasted in their season of life and now we're tasting it and it drives us for more at church we know there's so much more to access yeah amen amen so take us from being touched by holy spirit and how you guys started meeting in your home with other families and how that brought forth burning hearts church eventually i think um the meeting in our home was birthed out of just a hunger for his presence. We had been so touched in these revivals and seen God move in such mighty ways. We we couldn't quench it. We wanted more of God and we just wanted his presence and for our families to grow up in his presence. And we would meet every Friday night and just spend time worshiping and praying and allowing Holy Spirit to move and growing in the things of God. Um, which ended up more and more people came. We did a healing school with Randy Clark's ministry and saw God move in mighty ways and healing Mm -hmm. signs and wonders, things that we never even thought were possible. And all of a sudden it was happening in our lives and it kind of caused this natural growth that we weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. Hunger was there. I feel like people who were hungry found us and for that more of God's presence and growing in those things. And we ended up renting different places and not really our intention was ever to be a church, but we saw the hunger and the need and the pastoral leadership over us kept saying we should probably start a church. And I kept saying, there's so many good churches in our city, you know, Mm -hmm. why do we need to start one? And 
they just encouraged us because so many people were coming that it probably needed to be a church. And out of that place, the Holy Spirit really spoke to us that, you know, they were right and Mm -hmm. the wisdom of the leaders over us, we need to heed. And so that's kind of how Burning Hearts started was just out of this growth that naturally took place in the house because we're hungry for God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were there. I've, I've been along on the journey, and yeah, it's been amazing. And I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for meeting in your home and just encountering the Lord with with everyone there and just growing. And uh, it was so fun. <laughs> Some, sometimes I wish we could go back to those those days. We we can, but I mean, you know, it's just the simplicity of it yeah. uh, was is so good. I think a lot of times on Sunday mornings when I get up to preach. I feel like the Lord's saying, just think of your living room Mm and those days. And what would you say in that day? Say to here. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like he brings a simplicity of, you know, us being in our home as a family of believers. And um, I like our church. I like the family of believers that are gathering. They're so hungry for God's presence. And I think God keeps my heart in that place of this is a family, you know, be a mama to it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's really good. So kind of along those lines, you know, you mentioned <clears throat> pastoral leadership, different people, uh, you know, across the United States that kind of took us under their wing and encouraged us to be a church. Uh, and you, as part of that, becoming a pastor, did you ever in your wildest dreams think you would become a pastor someday? <laughs> No, not really. I don't even enjoy speaking in front of people. So um, I always say we have like if we had a party at our house, I like my friends that are very outgoing. I'm like, could you do the front door and I'll stay in the kitchen? (laughs) That's just kind of my personality is I'd probably rather be in the kitchen serving than um, at the front door greeting or something like that. But I think what compels me is seeing the hunger for people. And seeing so many lives being changed that mm-hmm. I don't care if it's what I really like to do or not. I just love Jesus and I want to see people's lives change. So I think that compels me. And so, no, I never thought I'd be a pastor or have a church. To follow up to that, uh, was it kind of a gradual process of you just submitting to the Lord, like you're saying, just seeing you know, people's hunger and wanting to see them discipled well and all those things? Or did you ever have this moment where you just like, okay, God, I'll do it? Like, I think both. Okay. I don't think it was a either or, and I still think it is a lot of yeses. Just yeah, saying. continual yes. Yes, God, I'll do that. Yes. Some Sundays I'm like, are you sure you really want me to speak this Sunday? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm He's a good God, and he will call each one of us as we're on this journey to things we never thought we could do or never knew that we would love. And so um, he's good like that. He sees things in us, and he put things in us that we don't even know are there. And just keeping our heart tender to those things and keeping the main thing the main thing. It's all about him anyway. Right. Yeah, when we're on this walk with the Lord, if we're not in over our head, we're not growing. And so so important to be continually in that place. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Um, you know, you mentioned encountering Holy Spirit, encountering the Lord uh, through these different revivalists and then seeing after going through uh, this the School of Healing and Impartation that Randy Clark does, seeing different healings and miracles go on. Um, 
can you describe maybe some of the, either the your favorite ones that you've seen or some of them the biggest ones you've seen just just take us on a little journey through through some of those there's so many amazing things i think from just someone coming forward and getting saved and that personal relationship with Christ for the first time is so amazing. And Mm -hmm. I love on Sundays when people come up and just are weeping before God and just humbly saying, I need to live for him and watching their life over the next months change literally Mm -hmm. and how God sets them free and they become confident in who they are and in whose they are in his. And that's, probably my favorite thing to watch but as far as healing miracles we've seen God do many things and some of my favorites were back in the house days before we had a church Um, physicians would send people to my house and they would just knock on the door and say my doctor sent me for treatment (laughs) and I'd be like oh who's your doctor and then I'd recognize it was a Christian doctor and I said so you want prayer yeah I guess and they'd come in and receive prayer and we saw a young mom who was going blind and hadn't slept in forever get her sight back and started sleeping and Mm -hmm. the illness that she had was reversed and she was healed and I remember another woman came who had stage four cancer and God healed her I saw her 15 years later and she's still healed you know so it's amazing to see I think those are such sweet things to think any one of our houses can be that light in the city you know and uh each one of us have that place in a city that we're called to be and our homes are that that's for everyone to take and mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be a church it can right. be our houses now that we're at the church more people attend the church and come and someone a physician had sent someone to the church for prayer and we didn't hear from him for a year and they came back and uh, God healed them of they came up for something else and their ears were healed and they could hear they were in fantastic it was it's neat to see how god works still even at church and um and in the homes another more recent testimony just happened a little bit ago um someone came up from the effects of covid and didn't have taste or smell and by the next day it was fully restored and that was exciting to see Sometimes we forget to pray for little things mm-hmm. that aren't so little. It changes people's lives, you know. And uh, that was exciting to me. That's that's really cool. Awesome. Well, it's just so good to hear all those things. And it stirs my faith even listening to it. And hopefully it is to the listeners out there as well. Now that we've talked about the history of Burning Hearts Church and some of your personal history within that, let's let the listeners get to know you even more. Um, let's talk about some lighter things. What are some hobbies that you have that, that you enjoy doing? Yeah, I, I do enjoy after work every day cooking dinner. I think it's, I like to cook. I like herbs. Um, I like to herb garden a lot. Another hobby I have is I love pickleball. (laughs) I enjoy playing it. Um, and Isaac and I play a lot, kind of have are a little competitive on this one and <laughs> something I really enjoy. I used to play tennis yeah. and pickleball is a good solution. Sure. And um, other hobbies I like, um, I just really enjoy being outside. So I have this thing where 
every day, winter or summer, I want to spend time outside and no matter how cold it is and things like that. And so it's just a thing that brings me joy is just being outside and getting fresh air. So along with hobbies, what, what is something that people might be surprised about you? It might be a quirk or like a, something you want to do someday. I know it's a personal question, but... I think my family would love to answer this. I have a lot of quirks. <laughs> no. Um, well, something that they don't know about me probably is I do have a son-in-law who is a tattoo artist, and I've created a tattoo balm. So after how to take wow. care of your tattoo after you've had it, it's um, Mama Jana's tattoo balm. And Got some secret ingredients. In yes, there. we do. It's all organic. And we're also working on a few other product line and things like that. So that is one thing people probably don't know about me. So you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> in a way, it's um, bringing that whole cooking and herb thing together a little bit. <laughs> cool. So what is something that brings you life right now? It doesn't necessarily need to be a spiritual thing, but something that just brings you joy. I think some of my greatest joy is being with my family on the water. I love to be up the lake or the ocean or any form of water and uh, be on it. <laughs> I enjoy boating and things like that. I love um, the sunshine on my face and being outside. But also, I think one of my greatest joys is on Sundays, too, when our whole church just jumps into worship. We have this amazing church that just jumps right in and worships. That's one of my greatest joys every week is that moment when everyone just steps right in. Yeah, that's awesome when, you know, we usually sit in the front row and sometimes when worship gets quiet like the the band gets quiet and you can just hear voices like this wall of voices behind you and it's just oh can we stay here forever i know what you mean it's so amazing yeah all right if you could give one piece of encouragement to the listeners right now what would it be just keep going with your walk with the lord little by little and those big things come along the way but it looks on the daily is just walking with him being a friend of God. And I think my encouragement would be just be okay with that. Just the day by day, consistent, be with Jesus. Awesome. That's good. That's good. Well, that's going to wrap up our interview with Jaina, Pastor Jaina. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun. Did you enjoy it? I did. That's good. Well, this is concluding our first ever episode of the Burning Hearts podcast. And we want to hear your feedback. What did you like about this? What did you not like? Who do you want to hear from within uh, the Burning Hearts family? Uh, let us know. You can uh, reach out to us on social media. You can talk to one of us. Talk to our producer, Carl, over here, who I wanted to mention, who doesn't want to be mentioned. And uh, anyway, have a great day. We love you, and we will catch you later. Mm-hmm.